Welcome to Is Mania's a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with a hot rod mama, Josh Hemo. Oh, I was really hoping you're going to pick that one this week. Yeah, I was skimming through some possible choices, but uh-huh. you you seem like a hot rod mama today, you know what I'm saying? Oh, thanks. I love that. <laughs> I want to change my Animal Crossing title to that. I'm going to find a way to do that. I, it's probably there. Yeah. So... This is our podcast, if you haven't listened to it before. It is a podcast where we watch a Spongebob episode and discuss little life lessons that you can learn along the way and have a little bit of fun while doing so. We're watching Season 4, Episode 12, All That Glitters and Wishing You Well. Act 1, All That Glitters. In this act, Spongebob gets a order for a monster Krabby Patty and breaks his spatula in the process. So... At the hospital where the spatula magically goes, um, he's told by a doctor slash actor, more of an actor than a doctor, to consider buying a new spatula. And SpongeBob does just that. And while he's grieving, finds a spatula where he sells literally everything, even the clothes on his back, um, for this very, very fancy less spatula. Uh, turns out he can't even use it and he didn't even really need it. So, uh, my question to you, Josh, is do you think that the spatula that he broke is the same spatula from the very beginning, the very pilot pilot episode. I wanted. I don't think so, and I've always like struggled with that when we look at SpongeBob and the spatula situation because the spatula from the very first episode, from the pilot episode, like had all these like fancy attachments and like could fly and stuff, right? Like to mm-hmm. me, it seems like the spatula three thousand is probably like an upgrade from whatever that original spatula that he bought. Right. And I think whatever the spatula he has now, or spat as he calls him, (laughs) is like one that he picked up after. I don't know. I don't know what the situation, but I don't, I don't think it's the original. I like to think that it is. I think it's like the, I, I, for me, I want it to be. I don't think there, I have no evidence to prove it, but I want it to be like that because I feel like he, he would have that attachment to it. It would make a lot more sense that he would like grieve for this spatula. When in, in reality, it's just a, a, a thing. So I, my biggest gripe with this half, I actually really like this half of uh, the, the episode, episode. Yeah. But my biggest gripe was spatulas don't break that way, right? Like, I don't think so. M- most metal doesn't just snap. Like no. it has to be like frozen or like, I don't know, heated to I mean, a certain like old degree Old and rusty maybe would snap, but like yeah. not like that, no. And also that monster Krabby Patty is like huge. Like, how's that going to cook? You didn't even let it, like, uh, crisp up on one side. He was just like, all right, I'm going to flip it as soon as it hits the, <laughs> uh, the griddle. That crap would have been raw. That's a raw burger. <laughs> but no, I was like, you got to have, like, my first lesson came from that. It's just like, you got to have a backup. Because they had no backup. Like, once his bachelor broke, like, yeah, it's his, like, best friend or whatever, basically. But he had nothing to use afterwards. And yeah, like, like I would, you'd think that Mr. Crab would have one lying around, right? Some extra utensils or something. Yeah, from the old like fry cook, or even like I don't know, build something. Be yeah. like, here's a fork. Yeah, like, <laughs> try a, your best. Here's a shovel. <laughs> um. Also, so we had we get this really like nice montage of, um, of SpongeBob and this spatula and all the things that they've gone through, mm-hmm. and I'm so worried now about the hygiene at the Krusty Krab. Because he scratches his back with yeah. a spatula, he grabs things like 
from under the bed or something like that. Like it was it was a little bit gross. It was 100% gross. Like I was just thinking it was like, do people actually do that? Like it makes you wonder like in restaurants, do people actually scratch their backs with like a fork or something? I mean, I definitely, I when not. I'm cooking, I scratch my nuts all the time. I pull out the wooden spoon. And I'm like, you, you know, it. this is a lot more convenient than just using my hand. Just like extra flavor. It's fine. <laughs> it's a seasoning that everyone's afraid about. <laughs> Jesus. It's like uh, that movie Waiting where they like pull out their pubes and, yeah. and they throw it on food. Oh, that's so gross. God. Speaking of gross and hair, um, those arms, that's those segue. human arms, <laughs> where... Who is that? Where did they come from? That's what I was, I was wondering that too. It's a completely different set of like live action arms than we've ever seen. Because usually it's like the cuffed animator arm, or the narrator arms, right? That we see. Mm-hmm. This is completely different, but they're big buff. I guess it's special for the monster patty. Yeah, and it shows up twice. So it makes yeah. me wonder, is this like the meat delivery person? Is oh. it like a, <laughs> they get it from It's uh, the butcher above. directly. <laughs> yeah, they get it above ground. It's like fresh uh, Kobe beef or something. <laughs> Oh, maybe. Imagine. Uh, I wanted to hear what your thoughts are about Spat. Like, now that we know that Spat, uh, SpongeBob Spatula, is sentient, and, like, yeah, like, what is the whole situation with that? I don't know. I don't know how to feel about Spat, because I guess most of the the episode, we don't really uh, meet him, Mm -mm. or them, I guess, since it's a a non-gendered Spatula. But, like, when... Spat comes back from the hospital and is flipping burgers on their own. I'm just like, why is SpongeBob even there? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was right. I just said that too. But I, I, I wonder if it's like in like you know, like in animes and video games and stuff. It's like the weapon needs like the owner or whatever to like complete it. It's like a Keyblade situation. <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're like attuned to each yeah. other. They can't. They like one can't live without the other. Yeah. So I wonder if that's what it's like. Like this that would is... explain why SpongeBob is so afraid for it to die yeah. and break in half. Yeah, it's like he loses all his powers. I do like that better as like a journey for the thing because that it, it like makes more sense why he cares more about the spatula, and like it also like makes sense why it's so hard to part with it because mm-hmm. it's like this is part of my soul. Yeah, like, the spatula dies, a, a part of me dies. I'm with bonded it. with it now. <laughs> uh, speaking of being bonded. Wow, and the key because you said keyblade, <laughs> and that's what got me on this spatula is a weapon. Do you think it would be well, like a a well suited weapon? Huh? If I because he, he has a whole sword fight with it. Yeah, All right. I have something to talk about that that too. But like he does, I want. I guess it's pretty handy if it's like pretty well enforced and the edges were sharp enough. It'd be a pretty like decent sword. Like you can get things caught in it too. That'd mm-hmm. be pretty dope. Yeah, like if you had a sword of equal length and a spatula with like sharp edges, do you think you'd do well with the spatula? I think so. You could like hook. You could hook. Things, yeah, hook things. Kind of. You could swat people with it because it's kind of like a little, like a tiny little hammer too, right? Yeah. Yeah. You put like a heavy bottom on it. Yeah. Okay. Hit people. I like can see that. Stick. But I was wondering, um, what do you think that pirate fight was all about? I don't know. Do you know. think it was in his head, or do you think it was like him like finding out they're selling exploding pies and was getting his revenge? <laughs> I like that a lot better. Yeah. I I I would just thought it was definitely like his imagination running wild but i do like the idea of uh exploding pie revenge where he's like <laughs> you sold me a bad pie now you will pay the price yeah. <laughs> um when the spatula dies under the monster crabby patty yeah um i love the way like it wiggles oh like, yeah it, um a lot of like jokes in this first act i thought was really solid just like 
um especially when after it breaks where he's crying like all the places he cries i just um it feels again kind of like the last episode like the tone is is nailed a little better yeah i agree i thought it was pretty strong and like again going into some development like they're developing a relationship with this like spatula like we've like you said if it was the original spatula we're dwelling dwelling more into like his relationship with it which that was really cool because we don't get a lot of that yeah because i don't know i think it is there's a lot of like interesting things that i actually related to a little bit in this thing and i think like some people could relate to like we all have like i think that one tool that like it's just so useful to you like for me like on sets like my multi-tool like i have a multi-tool that my dad gave me so like it has sentimental value there um i know a lot of chefs it's for chefs it's like their knife like having a really nice knife or like the first knife that they you know they really invested in stuff like that like and it's kind of interesting how we get like this emotional bond for like inanimate objects yeah even though they're like really simple simple things you know yeah it's kind of cute it's kind of like i don't know heartwarming in a way to think about it like that right yeah because there's a lot of stuff when i think about like like you mentioned like a multi-tool like my wrench i remember losing my wrench for a long time and i was like actually kind of upset about it because it was like a wrench that like a friend bought me special and like it had it for a couple years and stuff and then i lost it and luckily found it again but during that time i was just like i don't want to replace this yeah, and it's literally like, okay, especially in like the case of a wrench or a multi-tool, like unless they're like specialty, like old school, like antique things, you're usually you can replace it with anything, yeah. you know? But it is like you said, the sentimental value that like you put into it. Mm-hmm. Just it's wild. I wonder why we do that. Why why as people do we put like so much sentimental value into like inanimate objects? I don't know, because we're weird. We like we like friends and stuff. We, lonely creatures. We, we we care too much about about things that shouldn't matter. I don't know. I'm I'm like a weird mix. Like there are certain things that I do like I think are very heartfelt. Like mm-hmm. but for example, like I love my my iMac, but I if it broke, I'd be like more bummed out that I have to buy a new one. Yeah. Not really that like, oh my god, this is like my the precious I iMac. Edited my like short film on and all those different things. Yeah. And then consider that to like something who which is definitely not worth as much, but like worth more to me emotionally is like my D and D dice, yeah. like that Fatima got me for like Christmas. I'm like, oh, these are really special, but like in value, like objectively, they're not more. You know, I guess so it like is I the can, like I can't trade them value. in to get yeah. <laughs> to get an, an iMac or something. Um, so how do you feel about this expensive La Spatula three thousand? You know what it reminded me of? It was like if my phone or like my computer was to ever start speaking to me, it was like, no, I don't want to do this like crappy thing. I don't want to go to this. I don't want to go to Pornhub anymore. Stop. Because <laughs> that's what it was I will basically. I not was. stand for this. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's basically I've seen was. you too much. It like was like, no, nah, I'm not going to flip this like nasty slop meat that you're making me do. So it just made me think of like all the other like electronics I have, if they ever spoke to me or like, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. That's exactly what the situation would be. Yeah. Like sometimes I feel like, I feel like my wooden spoon might be like that. Not from scratching my nuts, as Uh I mentioned earlier, but like (laughs) I'll be like using it to like cook something and then I'll use the other end to like mix something else because they don't want them to mix. And I just feel like that's just abuse. It's abusing (laughs) our tools. Um, But one of the lessons I got from the La Spatula 3000 was, 
don't go in debt for fancy gadgets. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also goes hand in hand with the other one that I have is simple tools can get the job ju- done just as well. Yeah. Because I, I think it's really interesting that, like, for example, I've been watching a lot of Bon Appetit. In the most recent one, they were giving, like, tours of everyone's home kitchens. And they're like, oh, I have, like, six of these fish spatulas because they're super useful in the kitchen. And they're like, they're $3. And I'm like, that's crazy. Because when I was looking for, like, a fish spatula, I'm like, oh, man, like, what's the best brand? What kind of, like, how expensive? And they're using, like, $3 fish spatulas <laughs> that you can get, like, anywhere. But you and I have talked about this before. And I think, like, I'm hoping people who listen to the podcast and or just watch SpongeBob in general feel this. Like, sometimes I feel like it's so coincidental slash, like, weird and, like, um, like universe juice situation going on. Where, like, something in the episode just speaks to me on, like, a current personal level. Yeah. And, like, it, when SpongeBob was looking at, like, buying that fancy spatula, I was like, man, this was literally me last night looking online, looking for new pots and pans. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I got some time. Um, Like, I have these nonstick pots and pans that, like, from Ikea that definitely, no, they're from, like, Target mm. that definitely, like, could use replacing yeah like i'm not a huge fan of nonstick things and peels or whatever but that's here nor there (laughs) but one of those things like i was literally looking at these like you know the the brand name that everyone goes for for pots and pans is all clad yeah but it's like 400 to 600 dollars for a set of yikes and you you buy them individually they're definitely like if anyone's interested they're pots and pans that will last you forever like they're meant to be like lifelong purchases so if you purchase them Odds are you will use them until you die mm. and you can give them to someone else and they can use them until they die <laughs> until eventually someone neglects them and they fall apart. Yeah. Right. But they're built that well, but I'm not going to spend $800 right now on pots and pans. <laughs> so like I'm researching all these different pots and pans, which I do that anyways, like excessively, but yeah. it is interesting how this episode is the, like this week is the same week that I've decided to, you know, I don't really upgrade. look at these episodes yeah. ahead of time, but I was literally like, man, this pot, like the nonstick is coming off and that can't be healthy. And like, I don't think it's like the, the bottom isn't warm enough or whatever. It's not thick enough or whatever. And it it's just weird. It's always weird to me how like episodes line up with things that specifically like are happening within my life. Either I'm that predictable or SpongeBob <laughs> is uh, that that no, diverse. That's, and that's why we do the me, podcast. You know? It talks to you. It, it it gets into your life and you know helps you slowly <laughs> rationalize. Slowly it. changes you yeah. from the inside. Um. So, is there any other small lessons you got from from this? You kind of took the ones I got, like the buy within your means kind of situations. Like, don't go crazy because I know, like, mm-hmm. especially when I buy new cell phones, because I don't go crazy. I don't ever buy like the brand new cell, like iPhone, when it comes out. But when I do buy like a cell phone i'm always like tempted i'm like oh i should buy the newest model but i'm like you know it's it's better to be like i'll buy what's the not the cheapest but with like like it's still gonna last me a while and i feel like a lot of here i don't feel like a lot of people don't do that i feel like a lot of people are like i gotta just get the newest best thing you know especially gaming consoles too like we just had we just had all the clout yeah the clout thing yeah i mean people just let me think about it you know and I think we had a conversation with our friend Jules the other day about like, she's like, oh, I can't get a Switch. So what gaming console should I get? She's like ready to get like a PS4 or an Xbox. And she's like, don't like live with your means. You're not going to use it. You don't need it. Yeah. And it's like also like it's 
fitting the it's like getting the tool that fits you like yeah. and i i watched like a youtube video the other day it's like should you upgrade your audio interface from this guy named um his name's bandrew i believe uh but he has a youtube called podcastage so if anyone's interested in doing podcasts like his microphone reviews are like a godsend and that's where like i bought my mic and like i check everyone else's and be a big snob about it but he was <laughs> like he's like upgrade for you and upgrade like based on your audio like on any audience complaints that you're getting. Mm. He's like, don't upgrade just because you feel like you have to. Mm. And like, I feel like this is exactly, I mean, in this case, something broke, but like, this is exactly like, you could literally just get the same thing and you'd be fine. Yeah. Like, it, there's no point in like, not every time do you have to use it as an excuse to get like the newest thing. No. Okay. And just like you were saying with cell phones, I'm the same way with mine. I'm like, if I can't get the upgrade for free, then I'm not going to bother yeah. getting a new phone. There's no point. It's just like, my phone's going to do what my phone's going to do. Like a smartphone is not that much different from the, like a lesser model smartphone most of the time. So, and the same yeah. thing with the spatula, like at the end of the day, all he needed was something to flip me. He didn't need all the special buttons and attachments. Right. Yeah. I got two things that I want to mention. So I really liked the whole situation where they were like crying and Patrick and SpongeBob were crying together and like just screaming. Yeah. And I actually wrote that down as like screaming can be very therapeutic. Like uh, even so much though, that the therapist in that one was like, okay, you can, you can keep uh, <laughs> you keep going like or whatever. Yeah. And then the other thing is that whole that weird, like segue where he's like, all that glitters is in the not middle gold. of his breakdown, right? Like I don't get like they just want to hit it over the head. That was the name of the episode or the lesson. Like I don't. It, that was that it, took me so far out of the episode. I was like, what is this? It felt literally like a short, like a student short film where it's like you know you watch something really graphic and at the very end they're like they're like sexual violence yeah is bad. And, it, and then like that's the name of the title and it's just like you it's so like hits you over the head and it's like it, i don't know exactly like you said it just takes you out it completely. just was so weird because they've never done anything like that before and it was just weird to throw into this episode like and it, and it was like him in the most deadpan way too like his face just scrolls across the screen he's just like all oh, that glitters is not gold and he's like sitting there having a mental breakdown i'm just like what is happening like this is so weird i liked it though bubble break yeah all right so um jumping off of la spatula i'm wondering what would be if you can make like a super high tech or fancy like kitchen utensil what would it be and like what would it do and everything hmm Oh, a kitchen utensil. Or like appliance. I was thinking like, okay, yeah. so my biggest issue I have is being able, I guess it's kind of dumb because you could just use your eyeballs, uh -huh. but like I wish there was like something you could put on your like smartphone where it like scans the food that you have uh -huh. and like tells you literally when you should, like the last possible day you could use it. Oh, Not like an okay. estimate, like, like a scan uh -huh. because there's been times where you know, we have a bag full of apples and like I scan one and it, like I would scan one and it'd be like, oh, yeah, this is good to use. It'll be bad in like three days. Yeah. And there's other times like especially we've talked about this multiple times, like the produce being so bad here in New York. Like there's times where I'm like, oh, this is going to be fine. Like we washed our bell peppers the other day and I was like, this should be good. And literally two days later, they were starting to get wrinkly. Molly. Yeah. And I was like, cool. Like they've been in the crisper drawer. I don't understand why they're literally like moments from death. And then other times, like, <laughs> I have onions that last years, not growing anything. And other times, like, I have a potato, like, I have it for, like, a day, and mm -hmm. it's already getting, like, little, like, sprouts, roots and stuff like yeah. that. Which, like, technically, you can kind of go with 
like you can still use them, but there's a certain point where it's like too much and you just can't do it anymore. Yeah. So like having something that would be like, hey, this like orange that you've been sitting here that you're like, oh, I'll use it sometime. It's going to go bad. So you got to commit to it now. Gotcha. That's pretty good. I like that idea a lot. I have that problem a lot with like meat sometimes, especially when I've kept mm-hmm. it in the like either freezer for way too long and it's like frostbitten and like, can I actually use this? Is it good? Or like mostly it's a refrigerator where I leave it in the fridge. I'm like, all right, I'll cook it eventually. And it's been like four days. I'm like, I'm not so sure about this. Like maybe I should smell it. But then sometimes I can't tell the difference if it's just like meat smell or if it's actually bad. Yeah. And then like there's times, especially when you freeze meat or it's like lower quality meat or like, you know, it's like sometimes it'll get like a little bit grayish. Oh yeah, that ground and, beef like, happens all the time with ground beef. Yeah, yeah. And like literally, like you look it up and they're like, "Oh yeah, it should be fine. Just like smell it." And then like you smell it and you're like, "Okay, but like just, it looks disgusting." Yeah, yeah. And it's like, like, "What am I trying to smell it too?" That's what I don't get. Yeah. Like it's been frozen for a month, which is well within the guidelines, but like, but it, once it's, it's defrosted, why is it gray? It's like, gray why is and it nasty. Frozen? I don't want to eat it. <laughs> and I understand like there's myoglobin or some bullshit going on there but like you know yeah that makes sense So what about you um uh, okay a so fancy I, gadget i think it'd be like a, a salt shaker um but with that not not just salt like i'd be able to program it so it'd be able to disperse or disperse any kind of spice because that's one of my biggest pain in my butts when i'm cooking is just like i have to open like four or five different like spice containers right to like get the onion powder garlic powder pepper salt all this other like it'd be nice to have one thing that does it all for you with like just one click of a button just like a big like spice yeah something like that yeah (laughs) yeah you're just holding it from above and you're just like exactly (laughs) and i like i hate it too because when i'm cooking sometimes like i have to touch like the raw meat right and so then i have to go wash my hands and then touch like the spices and all that so it'd be nice just to have like one thing that i don't cross contaminate all my other crap with I got something for you. So I was watching a TikTok. There's a guy who got famous because like his whole thing is like if it falls off, if it doesn't fall off the bone, then it's free. And like he used to sell meat out of his truck or whatever. Uh-huh. But I follow him on TikTok. I don't know his name, but um, he puts a glove on the bottom of his spice rub. Hmm. So like he like has gloves when he's working with the meat, and yeah. then he has a glove on the bottom of the spice rub, and he grabs it and he just like tilts it from the glove, and then he puts it down and he just takes the glove off at the very end. That's smart. And I thought it was genius. Nice. I, was like, I like is- that pure genius huh. but i i like those so they're like i feel like this bubble break is really concise but i feel like we've we've really honed down like two major kitchen pet peeves for us yeah yeah and i'm hoping that someone will be like they already make those you idiots that's what like, i was trying to think i was trying to think i was like do they already make this like multiple spice I mean, situation i don't think they do you could argue that it was like a spice rub that you've created but like still like there's no like control in that no there like, is to be able to like push a button and you're like i have pepper now yeah exactly push a button like cumin or ground coriander or whatever the you can you imagine want. like how much like counter slash cabinet wherever you keep your spices like space you'd save that's so much space i have an entire cabinet full of spice with like bottles and stuff like it'd be nice just to have one thing that i don't have like it's not taking up all this room yeah and i've seen like pepper mills that have like multiple peppercorn like situations where you grind all like four of them at the same time yeah but again it's just like i want to be able to control quantity or whatever yeah exactly so all of you solid. kitchen people, build it. Make it happen. We'll, we'll buy it. I don't know how expensive <laughs> we'll, it'll we'll be. Incorporate we'll incorporate it into our like IMAP invention bullcrap that we have going. So and, <laughs> and exclusive exclusive deal at Joshi's place. Yeah, exactly. That's how every you... <laughs> home zone location. Yeah. <laughs>
Act 2. Wishing you well. Mr. Krabs is out on a walk in Bikini Bottom, and he comes upon a wishing well. And seeing an uh, opportunity to line his pockets, he decides to set up a wishing well at the Krusty Krab and puts Spongebob in charge of it. So Spongebob uh, encounters everyone's wish and is determined to find magic. And so he gets the help of Patrick, and they eventually do find magic inside the wishing well. Uh, very simple act, uh, but it was kind of fun. It was a lot of fun, I thought. Uh, so I wanted to start by asking you, Omar, do you think that wishing wells are actually a scam, or do you think there's like some legitimacy behind them? A thousand percent. That being said, I've never been to a wishing well that wasn't in some type of commercial venture. Okay. So like, I think about like throwing coins into fountains, yeah. which isn't technically a wishing well, but same kind of concept. Because I'm just, I know now as an adult that the business just drains the fountain. Gets all the coins out because it's probably not good for the fountain anyways. And then probably puts them into rolls of quarters or whatever and sends them to wherever. Yep. Right? Um, I think the other wishing well, quote unquote, that I've been to was like in Legoland where you like pull a rope and like it makes noises <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. But you put it in like, it's like a wishing well. So you throw things in. I don't know. Stuff like that. So it's like always in a theme park. So I just know that there's some filtration system that like. They just lift up at the end of the night and they take all like one thousand dollars they <laughs> all got that from money they some got yeah little kid and uh you know screwed them over so I don't think there's I've ever been to because I think about like okay a real well is meant for people to drink from you don't right. want people put in like nest money in it. yeah and especially like I don't think that wishing wells have just dirt at the bottom I think it is water at mm-hmm. the bottom I don't know I. Nothing in my mind says that a wishing well would be not a scam. No, hundred percent. I do. It makes me wonder though, where like the whole concept of like wishing wells developed from. If it was like a fairy tale thing, or if there's like actual some sort of history behind it all. Well, luckily, Josh, we got the internet, so I pulled it up, and it says a wishing well is European folklore. Okay. So people considered. Uh, it says Germanic and Celtic. People consider wells and springs sacred places. Okay. So I'm assuming it came like the same way like most memorials come. Like you have a sacred place yeah. and then you uh you like eventually people give offerings and everybody likes money, so you gotta give the, the spirits some money too, right? Yeah, I could definitely see that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, there's more here, but I don't want to go too deep into it. Welcome to our Wishing Well podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to get too lost in the Wishing Well sauce. How do you feel about the wishes people made? Like, So we have uh, Sandy, who wants a fancy telescope that works underwater, which actually seems harder than a normal telescope, in my opinion, because imagine, like, I can't even look through water, let alone... Trying to, like, see through (laughs) into space and crap with it, Yeah. yeah. Um, And then Mrs. Puff wanted a snazzy new boat to be a hot rod mama. (laughs) <laughs> and then Patrick just wanted Spongebob around, which was kind of nice. And of course, Blank didn't to be tall Taller. enough to crush his enemies yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, they're all pretty generic wishes, in my opinion. Like, if you're going to throw a wish and wishing well, like, you should go big, right? I guess I guess to some degree, Plankton did do that. But, like, that he just wanted to be big. Like, why not wish for an entire empire, right? Or something like that, mm-hmm. right? So that's that was a small lesson I got out of that. It's just, like, Go big sometimes with your like wishes or your like goals and stuff like that because that's part of it. Yeah. It's just like you know. I also put a uh, work out your arms <laughs> because Squidward. Uh, Squidward couldn't get out of the well. 
Um, one thing that I should have looked up is what to do if you're ever stuck in a well. I'm assuming try to like not swim yourself to death. No, you gotta like, I don't know, maybe climb up. I figure like wishing wells aren't that wide. Most of, or not wishing wells, but just wells in general aren't that wide. So you could probably like find a way to like shimmy up, right? I don't know. Or tell that to a lot of people. I'm sure that have passed away in or some just well. Wait for a dog to come tell someone that Timmy's fallen into a well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of passing away. That is stuff that he was like the Eugene Krabs Memorial Well. Yeah, right. Because, well, he ends up technically kind he of does, dying but at the but end. still, but <laughs> but I don't know. It's like it's weird. I can't think of being like it's the something memorial to someone who's living. It's funny. It's a uh, good thing that like SpongeBob and like Squidward call him out on it. It's just like, isn't a memorial usually for someone who's died? Like, good. It's finally like I'm glad that I've seen more and more that like. They're sticking up to Mr. Krabs and his like crappy schemes. Yeah, one of my favorite parts in this entire thing was when the lady hits Mr. Krabs like multiple times with her purse. Yeah. One, I don't think like anyone should be talking to another person's children without their permission. And just that lady being like, stop accusing my son of being a thief yeah. and like just like basically hits him with his purse. There's a lot of like anti Mr. Krabs situation. And he didn't even make lots of money from the well. Oh, he made like what? He, I think he made less than a dollar altogether by the end of the t- end of it, right? And like, if you think about all the money that he could have saved, like doing it himself instead of SpongeBob doing it, because like Ooh. technically SpongeBob's getting overtime. I don't know. It was kind of like weirdly alluded to because he's like, Squidward, you're not in there. Like, I didn't approve overtime. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like because SpongeBob never has overtime. So like, He'll do it for free. free yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. He can only afford one overtime. Situation. Well, who is who's cooking the patties while SpongeBob's in this well? That's what I don't I'm get. I'm assuming every t- Mr. Krabs. Maybe. I'm always just assumed that it's Mr. Krabs running everything. He just gets it in every time he fires or sends SpongeBob off somewhere. Yeah, because there's like some, like, there's some businesses that you can run by yourself. It just makes more sense to have multiple people. Yeah. And I think like the Krusty Krab on a slow day could be like, okay, yeah, I'll have your order out soon. You know, you chef up something and you go. Maybe it's a little bit of prep that you got to do. Yeah, you just have the patties prepared, ready to go, and just mm-hmm. flip them on. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he's not a good cook um, though. We've seen that, so I don't know about that. I did, I did really like true. though, like talking about how like a, much of a crook Mr. Krabs is when he's like looking in the well he's like you can't i can't get anything for uh like that amount of money but he's like but i can't sell patrick so i was wondering like what do you think he's trying to sell patrick to what do you think he would have sold patrick i don't know because like uh, he does say like i could probably sell patrick for a couple of bucks yeah and i was like who is buying patrick? you think there's like a like, weird I'm... human trafficking situation in bikini bottom i don't know because like I, we've all seen like those slides like slight joke posts on like reddit where it's like you're not worthless and then they show like a picture of how much you'd be on like the black market (laughs) and i wonder if there's like a bikini bottom black market for like like starfish stuff but like it seems so low but maybe because like patrick and spongebob are kind of like because like starfish were grow limbs don't they yeah so maybe it's like that like because it's not that high risk i guess so that would make sense but I also like to think that maybe he just sells them to like some <laughs> random person who's like, you need an idiot. Here you go. Take, take him. One. <laughs> uh, the whole situation with Squidward and Patrick and um, the whole claustrophobic thing. I'm just, I don't remember anything but of this episode except for that moment yeah. where he's like, he's like, oh, he's afraid of Santa Claus. He's, and like, oh. he's like, stop it, Patrick. <laughs> scaring him. That's like just a, such a great little moment. And I feel like um, when I was thinking about it is, Season four 
isn't really the strongest narrative wise and like definitely like this i think this episode is a perfect example of like i feel like the stuff that is more compelling to me is the like the moments where we see more things happen yeah like, act one has so many different scene changes and different like backgrounds that they've drawn on and like it's like spongebob was just crying in like eight different places right whereas like this is literally like just in the well <laughs> like two scenes yeah like, two like like locations yeah. you can say right and i find that like season four is just really just full of quotable content yeah. and less like story driven well i definitely think you uh, you hit that nail on the head because like this claustrophobic joke like i've seen it on the internet for a long long time and i remember it but i could not tell you that it was from this episode like oh, I, yeah. I didn't even know that they were in a well from that joke like yeah that's how much i don't re- like the rest of the content doesn't matter the one thing that did uh strike me was they brought back the potato salad they did <laughs> they well, they bring up the ribs and then he's like you're stepping in on my sh- on my foot and then he's like oh you're stepping in my potato salad and i'm like what is with feet and potato salad in spongebob and like that's a it was a nice little throwback yeah. and it's interesting that like i haven't seen that on the internet with just, like what what is like the string of like stuff? Maybe there's a bikini bottom mysteries on it. I still I still think it's like a a Nickelodeon joke because again I always think back to the Rocket Power episode <laughs> to get the sand and potato salad. Um, I do like how SpongeBob was like, "Stop fighting! This is like a magical place. You're yeah. not supposed to like fight." And it's like one and smallest thing I put was like try to have like your own little magical place where it's like <laughs> you're like where you. He's like, no, we don't. We don't argue here. We just relax. It's just a safe chill. place. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Do you have a magical because, place. Yeah, everyone needs one. <laughs> yeah, like it's your 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 bathroom where you can, or like, just be by yourself. Just poop in peace. <laughs> yeah, you poop in peace, and no one yells at you. There's and no, no bad one argues feelings. With someone it's else. all happy. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of or, like happy feelings and stuff, I really like the songs. You know, I, I again, I don't remember the song existing until it happened, but I, I kind of liked it. It was good. One thing that I wrote, which I thought was funny, because before I got that joke where he's like, that's probably like the worst song I've ever heard. Yeah. Is that song's low-key depressing. <laughs> it's It says, throw your dreams down a well, down the well, which like, I get it. And it's about wishing in a well. But like, if I told you like, hey, mm. I threw my dreams down a well. Do you think I would say something that's positive or Afterwards, negative? I'd like to someone remix this song, but like with all minor chords, just like make it a sad song and see if it, yeah, how it plays it, out. I think it's funny that like in like SpongeBob, the SpongeBob universe could was like, that's the worst song I've ever heard. Yeah. Considering that like the creators have the full control of what song and how it sounds. So it makes me wonder like either the writers are like, uh, this song is not that strong. So we're going to, like trash talk it to avoid other people trash talking <laughs> it or they were just like you know punky poking fun at like the songwriter for that day it's a good question i don't know i always just figure that squidward is always cynical and hates everything spongebob does maybe it's a little bit of both it's definitely not my <laughs> least favorite song that they've done so oh yeah i i definitely think it's it's all of the songs in spongebob are pretty strong mm-hmm. they got they got a good good uh head on their shoulders <laughs> Um, one thing I thought was wild was like, imagine if wishing wells worked that way, where it's like good or bad, someone could get their like, their wish. Yeah. Like Sandy's innocent, Mrs. Puff's innocent, 
But the fact that Plankton got his wish to be bigger and like immediately went to like destroy the destroy, city, yeah, like, go straight Godzilla on Bikini Bottom. <laughs> it's just like, what is this? How does magic work? How does magic work within the SpongeBob universe? Like, what rules dictate this magic system? There that are no decided? rules. <laughs> there is no good or bad. Yeah. It's just magic. It's all for neutral. Everyone's use. Yeah. It's more realistic, in my opinion. <laughs> That's how it should be. Uh, what about any small lessons? Did uh, you have anything else? It's pretty light, this, yeah. this one. One was uh, be careful around wells. You might fall in. That's good. That's always solid. That's always something I'm always worried about walking down the street. Uh, I, was, I wrote, it can always be worse. Like um, Squidward's <laughs> like, he hates his job, but the fact that he always gets stuck in a worse situation, like having to dig the well and then being inside the well, it's like it it's just like got worse and worse as it went through. Um oh. I have another one. If you're paying for a magical solution, it's probably a scam. <laughs> That's good. That's actually really solid. Although that one was apparently legit magic. They hit like the core of the earth or something. I don't know what they did. Like, what, how does that work? What did they? What do you think it was that they found? Or I guess SpongeBob found. What drove me nuts at, at when they find the magic is like they find the magic and then they you don't see the glow ever again. No. Mm-mm. Like after one moment, like it's after like after Squidward falls in the well, you never see it again. Yeah, it's just not glowy anymore. And I'm like, okay, how was like Mr. Krabs not gonna like just jump in and like see like what was going, going on? on. Yeah, like, it looked like gold. I thought they were like, oh, gonna strike gold because again, I didn't really remember this episode yeah. very well. And I was like, oh, maybe they find a bunch of money and then Mr. Krabs loses it somehow, and that's like the like the twist or whatever it is interesting to think that there is a bedrock of magic underneath bikini bottom though maybe that is or maybe it's the radiation maybe it's the radiation or maybe it's just like spongebob manifesting some of his godlike power because he believes so hard it's like a tinkerbell situation i do like how the very end was probably like some pa they picked to eat a fake crab yeah (laughs) and like just again one of those episodes where they don't really think of the ending and it's just like something yeah I don't know. Same thing, like, even the the act before that, it was just, like, his arms fall off. Right. It always, ha, like, ha, ends ha. on, okay, like, a weird, like, it, the note has nothing to do with the rest. It's, like, a, what is it, non-sequitur? Is that what they call them or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should we should end, pod, uh, well, we kind of end our podcast Basically. like that. <laughs> we should end our acts like that, where I'm just, like, hamburger. Time for the Wombo Lesson. Wombo Lesson! I'm ready. Uh, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I haven't think I've gone first in a while. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so my Wombo lesson is I, I got two. My first one's pretty weak, so um, I'm gonna go with my but both together will be uh, super strong. I'll, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give my second weak one after you give yours, just in case, <laughs> just to see. <laughs> but um, my uh, just to pad yours if yours is a piece. Of um, so thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So my big lesson this week was that magic can be found in unexpected places. Um, nice. And I got that from the first act um, because I don't think SpongeBob was really expecting it, how like deep his bond was with the spatula. I don't think anyone really was. And it's like sometimes you don't realize like these little bonds or these little objects that we were talking about. Like, you have these like emotional attachments to things like there is like. Some... Yeah, it was like his Horcrux. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> this is so nice and not evil. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't kill someone to put his soul. Maybe he did. Who knows? Maybe that's why he bound to it. Um, but then the second one, it's just not, not only was like the magic of like the wishing well that they found, but it's also like the fact that him and Patrick had this like whole adventure in this wishing well. It was like, there's like some magic there too, right? Like even being stuck in a crappy mm-hmm. situation, it's like you, they made the best of it and had fun. So 
I like really, that. Really heartwarming. It's wholesome. Yeah. Mine was very wholesome too. Already. Um, mine was <laughs> believe and, and it's a little it's a little like cheesy, but uh-huh. I, I leaned into it, right? I said believe and invest in the stuff that makes you feel special. Oh, I like that a lot. I really like that. Cause for me, uh in the first act, it's like he SpongeBob had his spatula. He had his friend. Um, and he said so to himself. He's like my like one of my best friends. Um and he kind of gave up on it. Yeah. And like honestly, that spatula they showed wasn't technically his, but like they gave up on it and, and the spatula knew. I also do like how like they kind of played on like soap opera trope yeah, where it's 100%. like someone's in a coma <laughs> and then like they cheat on the other one. That was pretty funny. But the just the fact that you believe that okay, this spatula is gonna pull through and I'm gonna be able to to take on, you know, this Krabby Patty that I make and we're gonna be back and better for it, you know? Yeah. And then the second act where it's like SpongeBob really believed in magic and it ended up being true. And I'm not telling like everyone to believe that magic is real, like believe whatever the hell you want. But I do think like it's good to to believe and invest in the things that make you feel special. I think it's just being more optimistic about stuff. I think that's how it works out. Yeah. And it's not even just like whether you have like a belief system that like other people have a hard time with or, you know. Even when, like, I don't know, like, your hobbies. Like, I feel like in your hobbies, too, like, if if you believe in an invest, it doesn't really matter what, yeah. what other people think. Because yeah. you'll, you'll feel good about it. And, like, in the end, Mr. Krabs didn't believe in magic. And guess what? He was the victim of it. Yeah. So, so there you go. Maybe, maybe something <laughs> you believe in will cause someone else to, to some, uh, some irony or whatever. Whatever the the literary and trope write to us and let us know exactly how that happens <laughs> yeah. i believed really hard in something and it almost killed my boss <laughs> and they almost got hit by a bus <laughs> oh my god that'd be crazy just don't believe in anything that's, scary i mean that's basically what happens in mean girls right regina george gets hit by a bus because she <laughs> they wanted whoa, it to whoa, happen. spoilers josh yeah okay i'm sorry on this like 12 year old show <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to send us any kind things or mean things, please do so on ismazepodcast.com or you can email us at ismazepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on all the major things Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok. Just kidding. We don't have one of those. One day. Maybe. Um, and most importantly, share with all your friends and enemies because that's really how we get our very vast and diverse listener base. Oh yeah. Is with you sharing. Especially with you. And your then one day we'll all take over the world together. At least that was my wish in the well. <laughs> oh, oh god, god, it's late. Yeah, it is late. But you know, I'm kinda hungry. You know, it's getting those like midnight, late night munchies situation. I'm trying to oh, think. Oh yeah, what are you gonna make? Hmm. Oh, you know what it would be really great? A monster crabby patty. A monster crabby patty. A monster crabby patty. A monster? Krabby Patty? A monster Krabby Patty.